0: Listener production. Just a couple of happy boys popping out a daily podcast. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast.
1: Well, have you heard the new hack that is uh, taking Americans by storm, Alex Dyson? The new food hack? The TV show Hacks is pretty good. Is that still taking people by storm? Nah, this is tastier than that, mate. This is about Americans discovering that you can put
2: butter... On a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me that Americans haven't been putting fat on something? Legit. I up mean, until Abby, now. I mean,
1: Abby Chatfield was even uh, shocked. She posted a, a reaction video that's had multiple millions of views. But no, one American TikToker was say, explaining something that the French do that she thought was very weird and that she thought her followers would find strange. Mm. And this is her words, according to news.com.au. What they do, it's like a classic sandwich. It's ham, cheese, and butter. <laughs> Literally just swap it on. No mayonnaise, no mustard, just butter. And no, listen, I know you might be thinking that sounds gross, but it's actually so good.
2: What have these people been
1: doing? I remember when I found out they don't have electric kettles. I was like, what? I know. I was thinking about that again recently. Belinda was like, what? No, surely they do, but it's the voltage thing. Crazy. Right? And this butter thing, it's like, yeah. Buttered bread on sandwiches, that's what you do. That's how
2: it's meant to be. <laughs> well, welcome, America. Welcome to the Right Side of History. Um, thank you for joining us on the uh, the good side. Are you ready to do a big big old podcast here, Matt?
1: Oh, oh I so am ready. I'm going to lather can- it on like a little bit of... The good stuff. We're going to butter your muffin today.
2: So uh sit back, and get ready. It's time for Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here
1: we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. When I'm on the stage, broke
2: the tears.
1: Oh, you're still in the smash mouth oh, after sorry. yesterday's <laughs> news you still on it. Did you go home and have a listen after, um, you know, the sad news yesterday? Yeah, you've got uh, to. You've got to go. Smash Mouth lead singer.
2: Played on the piano back in the day as well. Bum, 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 bum. They, I
1: mean, it's a shame. It came at a bad time. I mean, they could have, they could have done the grand final entertainment instead of Kiss. God, Smash Mouth would have destroyed that. the grand final entertainment. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Oh my God. 100,000 people singing All Star. <laughs> oh, take me there.
1: Um, but KISS is doing it actually. It's been confirmed, uh, which I don't even know if I know KISS songs. Yeah, you do. They're one of the bands.
2: I was made for loving oh, you, Of course, yes, yes. You were made for loving me.
1: People are saying it's going to be two point 2.0 though. Well, yeah, getting the
2: older ones. I want to rock and roll
1: all all night, night. party every day. Can it Uh. be grand final day already? I'm I'm (laughs) excited now. What was I thinking? No. Um, Do you know what happened to me yesterday? Um, I was walking along. I don't know if this is related to Kiss. I'm just thinking about Kiss. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you have a cleaner,
2: by the way? Do you get a cleaner? You're looking at him, mate. (laughs) The old Dyson household cleaner. Do you know what? This is a face.
1: I am sick. There's a couple of things that I'm really sick of, all right? And that is this idea that if you get a cleaner for your house, you're somehow hoity-toity or you're
2: posh. I'm happy for you to say that. Just as long as you know, in about 2014, Matt Okine on stage would have been going to town on people who got cleaners. (laughs) So don't pretend like you don't understand why like, people would do that. Bro, I don't know. what I've forgotten what it's like, you know.
1: I can't connect with the average what, man what? anymore. I just can't.
2: What is this? It's like that scene what of 30 this, Rock. Like, what when... is green Gatorade called Morning <laughs> Fresh? Like, I haven't tried this before.
1: It's like uh, when that scene of 30 Rock when Tracy Morgan's doing his stand-up. Like, don't you hate it when you're eating lobster? <laughs> this happens. Um, I, uh, we, we don't have a cleaner by the way, but we, we had a cleaners in Sydney for our, we had a little two bedroom apartment. We had some mm-hmm. cleaners that come in, boom, absolutely ripped through there in about 45 minutes. Absolute legends as well. Because here's the thing. It's the same sort of ignorance. Mm. The same sort of people who don't get cleaners are the same people. I mean, aside from if you can't afford to, that's fine. But the same sort of people who go, oh, why would I buy spaghetti bolognese from a restaurant? <laughs> I can just make it at home. Yeah. Oh, can ya? Are you a professional at it? <laughs> Have you spent every single day yeah. doing
2: it? Well, Matt, for me, it's like, why would you bother getting a cleaner when you can just argue with your partner about how sh- who should be cleaning the spot? <laughs> like, isn't that isn't that much better?
1: Yeah. Um, no, look, it's it's something that I've I'm thinking. Okay, we need to we need to. I think we should probably get a cleaner because we we you need to find someone that you trust as well, that you know is going to be able to do the good job well, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking home the other day. And, um, I saw some cleaners walk out of a house, right? And, um, and there was three of them and I was like, Oh, okay. Three people in team. That's going to be a, you know, they're going to get the job done pretty quickly. And How'd you know they were cleaners? They were, had mops and buckets <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. What did you think? I mean, I just, if I see someone walk out of a building with a mop, I'm assuming they're just cleaned. Hey, it could be just mop enthusiasts, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mop, mop importers. Um, (laughs) well, sorry. Um, but so I stopped and they came out of the house and I was like, Oh, I've been looking for new cleaners in the area. These guys just down the road from Mm -hmm. where I live, they've just done this house. Maybe they'd be able to come to my house. Like, you know, if we organize the same day cleaning and stuff, this could be, this could be good. And so I stopped the, one of the ladies who was there and I was like, excuse me, did you just clean this house? And she was like, yes. Um, and there was a little bit of a bar- language barrier there, which I didn't sort of realize because I was like, then I was like, oh, cool. So you guys are cleaners? And she said, yes. And then I said, uh, and I, I said, what's the name? And she goes, my name. And I said, no, 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 <laughs> the, 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 cleaning, like the business name. And she goes, oh, um, we're, we which she just said, we're just cleaners. And I said, oh, Okay. And then I said, well, can I get your number, please? And she said, you want my number? And I said, no, <laughs> no, I don't. Ooh, and then I okay. said, and then I said, no, okay. no, 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 I said for the, for the cleaning. And then I go here, here, look, turn around and I'll take a photo, right? Because she had a shirt which had cleaning services on it, the name of the company. <laughs> And on the back was a phone number. So I'm like, okay, no, don't worry about it. You just turn around and yeah. I'll take a photo. Yeah. And she goes, you want to take my photo? And I'm like, no. I don't want your photo. Um, I don't you want your You get yourselves in this situation. <laughs> and I'm literally standing in the middle of the road going, no. And, and she's like, my photo, my phone number. And then someone walks up and goes,
2: what's going on? It's like, this man asked want... for my number, told me to turn around so he turn... could take a picky of me. And
1: I'm thinking. No, of the cleaning company. She, her two like coworkers are right there, just looking at me. I'm like, what do you think I'm doing? And then eventually she's like, I can give you my boss's number, and I was like, yes, whatever. By that stage I'm like, yeah, 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 anything, anything that's not you thinking that I'm asking you to pose for me on the side of the street so I can get a shot from behind or something like. Oh my god. And then eventually she gives me the phone number and she, as she's reading it out, I'm reading it off her shirt. I didn't want to say like, I can see it. It's on yeah. your shirt. Yeah. So anyways, but it made me think, I was like, I mean, that's like, if she did think that I was just like out here, just like, Hey, cause I don't think we're in a, what's your number society anymore. You know what I mean? I think you have to be, I think you have to be a, here's my number. I think we're in a, here's my number society. Hand
2: out. You got to offer the number.
1: Yeah, mm. exactly. You can't kind of, there's too much power in asking for the number. It's too digis? daunting. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then it made me think, I wonder if there is any creative ways, you know, not that turn around so I can take your photo. It's a good <laughs> idea. It's a good way to get a phone number, even if their phone number is on their back. Right. But but it did make me think, when, what are the creative ways that you have?
2: Uh, given out or asked for your number Amber says a guy who was working at Luna Park dressed as a criminal for prison break walked through May's experience asked me as a joke he was all creepy like give us your number girly but I knew he was hot <laughs> IRL so mum gave me paper from her handbag and I wrote it for him we dated for a few months at a still mates today what you're going out with a criminal <laughs> From the haunted
1: house, the walkthrough maze experience. What's your number, girly? Here it is. Oh, man, that must have worked so many times. Wow, that gives hope to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric said, I forgot someone's name, so I asked how they spell it when grabbing their number. It was Ben. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's very good, Eric. Well done. Uh, Emily says, <clears throat> someone said, are you single because you're kind of goofy? Can I have your number? That was 10 years ago. We're now married. What?
1: <laughs> Are you single because you're kind of goofy? Wow. Pretty good.
2: All oh, right. Well, it did okay. work. Love is in the air. Good. Getting some tips here. One is yep. get a robber and then call the person whose number you're getting. <laughs> it's goofy. Dress as a robber. Call someone goofy <laughs> equals profits. Forget their name. Yeah. All
1: right. Then we know how it works.
2: Perfect stuff. And we've also got a voice message here from Diana.
0: It's pretty loud. I'm in Tokyo Station right now, so hopefully you can hear. Um, So... About a year or so ago, one of my colleagues lost a bet to our boss and in losing the bet, she'd agreed to basically dress up in a really embarrassing costume and go for an adventure with the rest of the crew. So we went on a train um, in peak hour traffic to an Italian restaurant like 40 minutes away from the office. As we got to the end of the line, for people in Perth, it was the Midland line, which is dodgy in saying the least. As we got to the end of the line, she got off the train, still in her costume, it was a big camera costume, um, Um, like full sort of mascot type thing um as we got off the train this guy stopped her and wanted to get a photo with her and as they were stopped we realized that um he actually had just stolen a bunch of stuff from like a sunglasses shop Um, and he asked my boss to take the photo and send it to his number because he said he had no space in his phone to use his phone and she was like "Mm, probably not but I'll take the photo anyway and then As she was taking the photo, we realised that there was cops showing up to the train station and um, at the same time realised that this guy had just stolen a bunch of sunglasses, still had all the stickers and labels all over them, um, and finished taking the photo, and then about four cop cars rocked up and proceeded to arrest him as he was getting on the train. So that was our good deed for the day, and definitely the most inventive way I've ever seen anyone ask for a phone number, and also the most high-risk way, because he should have just been running away from the law, not stopping to pose with a camera. Anyway, that's my story. (laughs)
2: <laughs> an amazing story sent in from an amazing place. Thank you for tuning in from Tokyo, Diana. But <laughs> imagine <laughs> running from,
1: fleeing from the scene. Also being like, hey, I want to take a photo with that camera. That person dressed as a camera. That's what I need. More <laughs> Volatility in my life, just a bit more it randomness.
2: Is, that is so strange. Anyway. Oh well,
1: thank you very much for getting in touch with us. Like Diana, you can get in touch with us from anywhere. If you send us a voice message at mattn.alex on Instagram, is always the best place to do it and to hear whenever all the questions we're asking. All right, moving on. Mm, drippy. Well, Alex Dyson, it is that time of the week where we like to give a shout out to all those partners that are putting up with us around Australia in a segment that we call the Partner Apology Hotline.
2: Yeah, sorry is a very powerful word. Um, It's also not too bad a board game. Sort of like Trouble. Remember that? Remember the board game, Sorry? I'm a
1: Yahtzee guy.
2: Prefer Yahtzee?
1: Yeah, yeah, love love me well, some Yahtzee.
2: Fortunately, we can't have the National Partner Yahtzee hotline. <laughs> nope, no, we can't. Um, so- <laughs> but we do have the National Partner Apology hotline. you got anything you want to say to Belle? There's usually one thing a week, Matt, that you um, yes. come up
1: with. I'm sorry because I'm sorry that I made everything in our fridge and freezer smell like prawns. <laughs> I went over to my dad's place. He had kilos of prawns that he bought and then mm-hmm. he gave them to me. Gave me about three kilos of f- green prawns, but he didn't really- They were really the color ra- they were meant to be, yes? What's that? Yeah, the color, yeah, that that's what the, raw prawns like... are like. And then, um, and then I, I just sort of chucked them in the freezer. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that they'd waft,
2: like the whole, through the whole fridge. I thought the freezer would sort of, you know, nullify the the. the so did
1: I. But now anything you get out of the fridge
2: smells so... a bit like prawns. <laughs> You go to the freezer, you get your, get your ice, your vanilla ice cream out. You start eating it like, yeah, this is a bit of prawn ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> the old, the hey, old Sarah Lee prawn flavor. No,
1: don't knock it until <laughs> you try <tried> it, mate. <laughs> um, so yes, I apologize. I'll, I'll spray the fridge out with a little bit of, you know, the Glen 20 or something. Whatever it is. All right. Whatever well, I the good thing is yeah. we
2: love you um, getting at your phone, sending a voice message because yeah, you could apologize in person, but what is even more romantic and really solidifies the fact that you're sorry and you appreciate your partner or friends is getting on the blow to Matt and Alex, giving us a voice memo and saying it in the national partner apology hotline. Hey, Matt and Alex, this is Mike from Melbourne. I wanted to apologise to my partner, Claire. We're about to embark on a five-week trip to Europe and I have done absolutely no planning whatsoever. She's taken complete initiative and I can tell it's upsetting her, so my apologies.
0: Hi, I'm Kate from Ballarat, and I just want to apologise to my sister for posting a photo on Instagram where I looked good and she didn't.
2: (laughs) How dare you. Guys, I've got a bit of a different one for the partner apology hotline. I'd like to request an apology from my wife, Min, who's an occasional listener of the show. Recently, she she keeps putting her razor in the shower um, in dangerous positions. And she put it in like the ledge of the shower with the blades of the razor kind of hanging off and kind of stuck. So then I was in there washing my hair as you do and moved my elbow quickly down and got slashed on the back of the elbow with her razor, which I suspect she may have placed there intentionally. (laughs) But she claims was a complete and honest mistake. Um, yeah, so I'd like to request an apology. I think it's warranted. Thank you. <laughs> a little, little razor booby trap in the shower. Oh no. Or you least Call expect Mac- it. Paul
1: McCauley. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you very much for getting in touch with us at Matt.and.alex. If you've ever got anything you want to apologize for, or even as uh, my last listener just did, maybe request the apology. <laughs> Feel free to do it at Matt.and.alex. We love hearing from you. toast
2: And now it's time for mind.
1: Yes, that's right. This is the uh, segment in which I attempt to blow your mind with a bit of information that I've learnt over the week. And Alex Dyson, this one takes me back actually a few years ago when I read a book called *The Main Inheritance*. The Main uh, Inheritance. Yes, that is it. It is about, as according to Wikipedia, the story of Patrick Main, who was a young man who migrated from Ireland to Brisbane, oh. um, where he was a slaughterman. That worked at an abattoir. Now here's the thing. Jeez. That's a, that's, that's something to put on your business card, isn't it? Well, he worked at, he's a slaughterman at the abattoir. Okay. Then 1848. Okay. A couple of years later, he's 24 years old. He's living in Brisbane. He's a slaughterman at the abattoir. And randomly this person called Robert
2: Cox gets
1: murdered. At Kangaroo Point. Okay. This is 1848.
2: Okay. I'm trying to follow you. Okay. What was the so, Slaughterman's name? Patrick Maine. And he's 20, in his 20s. Yeah. And he doesn't Suddenly, know Robert Cox.
1: No, not at all. This random guy,
2: Robert Cox. But he lives in the same town as Robert Cox.
1: Yeah. Brisbane. This guy gets murdered. This is in the 1800s. And a considerable amount of money has been stolen from this
2: guy. Now the following year. Okay. They, Patrick. So the year after the 1800s. Guy dies, money stolen, no one arrested. No, unsolved. The
1: following year, Patrick Main, this slaughterman, butcher Mm. at the abattoir, suddenly, despite being very poorly paid...
2: You didn't get a hefty fee as a slaughterman back then?
1: Well, magically, he gets, buys his own butcher shop in what is now the central business district of Brisbane. Okay, this was a heavy real estate. Mm. Then suddenly expands his empire, becomes one of Brisbane's richest men. By being the butcher? Yep. Well, well, yeah, by being the butcher, all right. Brizzy's butcher,
2: yeah, goodness. <laughs> yeah, all right. Right?
1: Now he becomes one of the aldermen on the first Brisbane muni- municipal councils in 1859. Now, then he dies from an unspecified illness. He passes on his wealth to his five children. He has more money than anyone had sort of seen and known in Brisbane. And one of his children then uses the wealth to buy a big 270 acre block of land of which he then donated to the University of Queensland, and that is where UQ currently resides still to this day. Off money that is suspiciously built off a murder from 1848.
2: So how positive are are people that that this uh, slaughterman lived up to his name? There is lots
1: of um, eyewitness accounts of them drinking at the same pub on the same night in Kangaroo Point. Uh, there's a lot of accounts of the person having to go upstairs to the room that they were staying in, blah, blah, blah. Robert coming in that night. I mean, Patrick coming in that night, etc. etc. But, of course, there's no proof that it happened. And it's all alleged. But it's a very interesting <laughs> story of how one of S- Brisbane's most prestigious riverside buildings has come to find its way uh, to where it is today. So I thought that was kind
2: of interesting.
0: Mind.
2: Indeed, but you know, having large tracts of land just stolen in Australia—not all that mind-blowing, really, given our history. Not all that off, different, built off. yeah, murder and death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. Okay, killing people and <laughs> taking land. Yeah, that is what a what a step out of the norm, Matt. Thank you. Anyways, that.
1: this uh, <laughs> I don't think I think a lot of people in Brisbane don't realise some of the incredibly, you know, wealthy. Um, the, the, the the murderous backstory of some of its mm. wealthiest plots.
2: Well, there you go. We love hearing your mind-blowns as well. Matt.Anne.Alex, record yourself uh, giving us the said fact. Today's mind-blowing fact comes from Jess.
0: My mind-blowing fact is that in the Titanic accident tragedy, the chef who was on the Titanic actually survived in the water was one of the rare few to survive because when he found out the ship was going down, he decided to drink all of the cooking wine and his body temperature was actually so high that he managed to stay warm enough to be pulled out Um, so drink all the wine is what I say.
1: There you I, go, Jess. I truly cannot believe that. Just on that yeah, old cooking wine. Yep. It's... Look, if you if you Google it, I mean, articles from the nationalpost.com, uh, you know, Wikipedia, it's apparently
2: true. Was that a deliberate, like... This is interesting. What was he thinking? Was it, in order to survive, I need to drink this cooking wine? Or was it like... Well, we're going down. May as well enjoy it. Have a couple of sips. I'm (laughs) going to say.
1: accidentally survives. I would suggest it was the latter. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he would have been in the, uh, you know, some scientist there with the, you know, test tubes pouring the exact amount of wine. Should have my blood bubbling. (laughs) Um, No, I reckon he was like, adios amigos. And then... uh, yeah, you're just watching watching
2: the Titanic band playing violins, enjoying yeah. a nice little wine <laughs> just... and ends up surviving. <laughs> well, either way, Jess, it is quite mind-blowing. So thank you very much for giving it to us. And uh, we look forward to having some more mind-blowing facts next week. But until then, we're going to wrap this little bad boy up. Well, okay, here we go, by the way. Well, not until then. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to have it tomorrow.
1: According to the National Post, Charles Joffin is the name, the chief baker of the RMS Titanic. Uh, had nonchalantly stepped off the stern of the sinking liner. As 1,500 people screaming panicked souls drowned and froze to death around him, he calmly paddled around until dawn. <laughs> After being fished out by a lifeboat, he was back at work, work within days. What?
2: There you go. Goodness me, Joffin. <laughs> Avoiding the coffin there. Um, nicely done <laughs> from our boy. The Joffmeister. All right. Um, Nicely done for you for downloading this little podcast. We always appreciate it. And we'll have another big one for you tomorrow. Yeah,
1: we hope you enjoy it. Until then. Bye-bye.
0: That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.